Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Jaybird Watching. My, I am your host, Craig Bohr, and joined with me, as always, Jason Lyons. How are we doing from the other side of the country, my friend? You know what, buddy? Uh, this dark at 5 o'clock thing, I'm starting to get a little sick of already. Um, you know, my my boys had five or 6 a.m. hockey practice this morning, so you're up in the pitch black. God. And then and, you didn't see it I at mean, the end of the day either. You get done working and it's like it's what? unbelievable. So <laughs> on the plus side of things, though, there's lots of baseball fun stuff going on. My mustache is coming in like a champ. And oh, uh Schneider. I'm a couple I'm a couple of weeks away from going to Maui. So I mean plus 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 around here. There you go. Run away from that uh wonderful north weather there for you for a couple of weeks, huh? Well, look at the color of my skin, honestly. I'm like drywall, like <laughs> yeah, like one of the monsters. There it is. Yeah, it's not just a black and white picture, everybody. It's no, really it's not. <laughs> so as another person that is joining our fellowship here on uh, Jaybird Watching, Eric the Hack is with us this evening. How are we doing, my friend? Uh, well, right now I'm insanely jealous of Jason going to Maui. So uh, there's that. But I, uh, it's good to be back. And Craig, happy belated American Thanksgiving. Uh, Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm very you curious. I'm I'm actually curious. What does a Craig Borden Thanksgiving look like? Are you uh, do you do the traditional stuff or do you do things out of the box? So my whole family lives in within about 15 minutes of each other around Rochester, New York here, except for my brother and my one cousin. So and they're in Buffalo and Albany. So they're still here in New York State. We all congregate right around here in Rochester, have out fun time. But it is just a big, you know family get together we start with just our families well our wife's spouses kids and all that kind of stuff then we migrate from that one family to somebody's house to inevitably just eat desserts and drink and yell at each oh. other that's what families do so you do like a house crawl kind of thing kind of like a pub crawl it's but you're going to houses food crawl yep, it's kind of nice. the idea Okay, so I think the point but what is about... we, we all live in the suburbs and none of our families are rich enough to have a big enough house for all of us to actually fit in <laughs> anymore and have a meal sitting down. So hence the reason, you know, that I'm, you know, Yingling is brewed in Pennsylvania. So it's like five, you know, nothing for a case of it here. <laughs> so I don't have so, to exactly die, dumpster die for cores, but. <laughs> so do you, uh, do you, does everybody sit on the couch and watch football or do you go out and play football? Um, depends right now. I'm not playing no football because my shoulder doesn't like to like stay attached to my body right now. If I actually threw anything, right. <laughs> there's this whole like tear of my labrum underneath my shoulder here. So unfortunately not, but this year it was, it was rainy, disgusting and everything here. So we didn't really do a lot this year outside, but okay, you're not so- wrong. that's the usual go out and just goof around and have some fun. Nice. 
Nice. So I'm just I'm gonna I I've, I just have this vision of you and your father and your father-in-law and all your other family members just sitting on the couch drinking beer and watching the Detroit Lions and the Cowboys and uh, the Thursday night match as well. And, and then, then watching uh, the Bills and throw rocks. And then my, yeah, watching exactly. the worst game. Cowboy fan always. on. <laughs> I mean, as an aside, like I don't think we should dive into that deep hole. But holy, is that the worst call in a couple of years of football? That one on, like, come on, like, yeah. who's? I don't know. I, I, I'm really I don't want to believe the. Yeah, I don't want to believe the the NFL script stuff, but I mean that sure look that sure looked like somebody else wanted that game to happen that way. Yeah, exactly. But on that note, we also know that there's certain umpires that can't get anything right in the baseball season either. So maybe it's just that yeah. Angel Hernandez. Yeah. yeah, and just for you, Eric, it is a family laugh. So my family reunions and stuff and get-togethers are very amusing. My whole dad's side of the family has my chuckle. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so uh, so who who's the comedian? Like, is that you or is that uh, a sibling or? It's usually me and my father. My nice. uncle's pretty damn highly ranking on that one too. But I'd say <laughs> the three of us would make a good stand-up act if we actually, you know, could actually well, put an act together. We're more of this kind of thing. You got to feed off everybody, <laughs> and it just makes it comical. So it's a, a blend of just stupid movie quotes from the '90s, and it's a funny. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best. The best sounds like a good time. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. So let's dive into the good time that has been the rumor mill, boys. There is so much that we get to unfold and talk out this evening. Let's talk with a couple of things that actually are solid at this point in Major League Baseball. The one I want to talk on first is the fact that Sonny Gray is somehow worth $75 million for three seasons to join the Cardinals, correct? Yeah, they. Who else did they got? They they got. Uh, they picked up somebody else as well. I mean, they're just looking for inning eaters, right? Like Sonny Gray's a great inning eater. That's um, a lot of money to pay for somebody who's just going to eat innings for you. But uh, yeah. um, oh, Framber Valdez was one. Zach Eflin. There's a lot of guys that they're just stumbling into here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, now they got I Lance Lynn. Yeah, Lance Lynn. That's who I was thinking. Um, that's but, who I was thinking. You know, that's Miami's Zach Eflin. Or, or, sorry. The cards management says that they're that's what they wanted to get done. They wanted to get in there before the cupboard was bare. They're not making, you know, these aren't the Sunny Gray ones are a pretty decent move, but uh, um, they're not, you know, they're not offsetting the the. the yeah. You look you know, at somebody that's been surprisingly consistent over the last three years, though. It's it's Sunny Gray. Oddly, Sunny Gray. Yeah. And the Blue Jays ran into him in the first round of the playoffs here, and obviously, he was one of the main reasons that we didn't stick around. I won't go into the other obvious reasons why we didn't stick around that were self-inflicted as Blue Jays fans, but that's besides the point. Sunny Gray pitched great in the postseason, and he's looked great since, honestly, since he left New York. Yeah, he got so. his bag. He got his bag. Yeah. There's, uh, if 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 they're willing to pony up, hey, who's going to say no to that? Yep. Outside of that, right. boys, there's and that's the silly thing of... sometimes. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that's that's kind of the silly thing sometimes because the precedence is set early for somebody who I mean, you know, that's a lot of dough. But I mean, what what's he worth? Is he worth twenty million? Is like is that that much difference when you're talking about that kind of you know life changing money or or you know is he worth fifteen? I don't think he's worth that low. But so I mean, maybe he is a twenty five million dollar guy. I mean. We look at the landscape it. for pitchers too. He's definitely one of the best ones on the market. That's the other catch. So he had yeah. that in his favor to be able to go with. And like I said, consistency has 
been key since he left New York. Um, outside of 2020, which was already a shortened season to begin with, he's thrown 175 innings, 56 innings, 135, 119, and 184 last year. He was an all-star twice uh, that yeah. time frame. So with never an ERA above where I just lost it. <laughs> he only had one season that he was above four in those seasons, and that was pretty darn good. Twenty, yeah, pretty darn good. <laughs> so, at that point, I guess that's what you pay for a guy that somehow managed to finish second in the Cy Young Award this year. Yeah. I thought that was a little odd over Goss, but what do I know? Apparently, no, I'm my, an expert. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I guess uh, Lance Lynn was—they were saying he's had an incredibly high strikeout ratio for the last couple of years as well. Like he, he and strike ratio, he throws a ton of strikes. So, I mean, yeah. you know, and he's a guy that St. Louis is familiar with. So that one does not yeah. shock me one bit. He's played there before. Lance Lynn is a bulldog of all ways of saying it on the mound. He's going to find a way to eat up hundred innings easy. And he's done that his whole career. He is getting on an age, but for a one-year flyer while the, Cardinals are hoping to compete and bit and build a little bit here at the same time. It's not a bad move nope. bringing him in to be their fourth or fifth guy. Yeah. And the Cardinals had a really rough season and uh, that was kind of one of the big surprises of the year. So they've been uh, the fact that they got in on gray doesn't surprise me because I've been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of rumors involving them, even rumors involving our team with uh, making deals with them since they seem to be yeah. a very frequent, frequent trade partner with us. Mm-hmm. Bird thing, you know. Yeah, bird thing. <laughs> I think you were talking about that actually this past week, uh, Jason, with the fact that you would love to steal somebody in the name of Tyler O'Neill. There was another gentleman you were talking about. That yeah, there's a couple of sort of dud um, uh, Cardinals that oh. have, you know, have, have you know, they, they had very high expectations and um, have floundered for the last couple of seasons. And Dylan you Carson's know, and Lars Newbar, who's who we were. Yeah, Newbar was the other one. Um, <laughs> you know, there's 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 opportunity out there to snag a few. I was actually, you know, I took a bit of a dive into the, you know, the internet can really suck you down when you take 15 minutes of your time and <laughs> dip your toe in the water. But it's interesting when you go see sort of past the Bellingers and you know the the big trade talks to to some of those guys that are just below the surface. And there's, I mean, there's there's some familiar faces, but there's also some some pretty juicy. Uh, targets out there that that i didn't realize might be you know available um but you know we'll get into we'll dig our toes into a few of these ones here let's go yeah and now those are the kind of the big ones i think for as far as what i've seen out there but let's talk some of these blue jays rumors that's been talking about and let's just start with the elephant in the room because i think this speaks to the what the hell are we going to get this offseason level if there's even any realm of reality to this is the fact that blue jays fans over the last few weeks have been hearing that quote unquote Boba Shet has been linked in a few trade talks, mostly with the Cubs and the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. I wasn't really taking this with a grain of salt. You know, I didn't think there was anything really to this fire at all. This figure this was typical offseason kind of BS. But now this is one of those things that isn't going away. And I usually, when these rumors come up and they're really nothing to them at all, they're in, they're out. And they move on to the next thing. I'm starting to seriously wonder if the Blue Jays are indeed dangling their superstars in their core that are on this team currently because of whatever fears I are of maybe extending them eventually. 
Maybe they just think they can increase this window past two years by grabbing certain players. I don't know what it is, but what do you think, Eric, about the fact that the Blue Jays have been dangling, quote-unquote, Boba Shett for that upside? First of all, let me just say how much I hate Twitter. And the reason why, (laughs) one of the many reasons why I hate Twitter, or sorry, X. Yes, thank you, Jason. Sorry, I get paid. I get paid every time I do that, so I have to do it. Zoltan. I'm sure Elon is watching. So Elon, very sorry about that. Uh, But listen, uh, the reason, one of the reasons why is one of these tiny little breadcrumbs of a rumor and people see it and they just blow it out of proportion. And it also drives me crazy how people will see something and they will just jump to conclusion and they will react. There's no, no one wants to take a breath and let it simmer and then, and then give their two cents. Everyone's got to get out that hot take right away. I like I like the guys that have enough time to make Boba Shet in a Cubs jersey. Like, what's right. that guy's <laughs> regular day like? Like, where he's just sitting there staring at Twitter until something happens. He's like, Mom, I got to get the Photoshop going. You know, like, come on. like Yeah, and it's a race against time because there's probably one, you know, there's at least 20 million others that are trying to do that as quickly as they can. But you know I what? I miss it's- the days when Cut4, Twitter account and everything, used to just literally, like, in Microsoft Paint, draw the weird <laughs> hat on them. <laughs> and that, those are the ones I miss. I would actually rather have the cartoon character than I would rather have somebody taking all that OCD, anal retentive yeah. time to make the actual jersey of Shohei Itani or somebody in a Blue Jay uniform, for example. I, it, to me, it just, like you said, it boggles my mind. <laughs> I don't have that kind yeah. of free time. It's it's just madness uh, on Twitter and 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 social media when it comes to these rumors. Um, I think I was reading Andrew Stoughton's Substack today, and I think he brought up a really good point. Bo is coming up to the end of his contract, and what a lot of teams do is that they will call other teams and just say, "Hey, hypothetically, if we were to offer you Bo Bichette, what would you give us in return?" They're just trying to figure out what his value would be. In case, A, they're going to sign him to a long term and just sort of compare and contrast, or B, you know, the window of opportunity might be closing. They're not going to, they're not going to uh, re-sign him. So, hey, well, let's see what we can get. I think it would be, it would be absolutely ridiculous if they traded him right now. The window of opportunity is wide open. And, you know, if you're going to consider trading Bo, you have to wait till at least next year when he's entering that final year of the contract. It's it's way too soon to be considering that. This isn't like uh, Donaldson in 2018 where you know he wasn't going to come back for that rebuild. And if he stayed healthy, I'm pretty sure they would have gotten a King's Ransom. And it's not like Stroman in 2019 where you know, you're going to get the best of Marcus Stroman on your team, but it's going to be during a rebuild. It just doesn't make sense uh, yeah. to keep him. So you trade Marcus Stroman. Uh, but with Bo, it you know, you, you can't trade them now, especially when you're pouring millions of dollars into uh, stadium renovations. And uh, it would just send a terrible, terrible message. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I couldn't agree. More. Ne- yeah. Never say never, but I, 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 I can't envision a world where that's happening. I think that's so, part of so it. You're in the more opinion. myth than reality. Yeah. It's a rumor, right rumor, yeah, emphasize on the rumor part. too. You make a great point. Like you never know what's going to, I imagine there has been trades that have happened where a GM has called the GM and said, even in jest, Hey, what about this? And the other GM says, well, I'll give you this, this, and this. And they were like, Oh, that's way more than I expected. And we're big on this guy and big on this guy and boom. And 
you know, go change your uniform. So it's, I don't know, there's a lot of fishing expeditions that are going right now. And I 100% agree with you. I wish at some level, the, the, some of the rumors are fun. Like, you know, the watching that, that, that Pete Alonzo Vladdy one come up, like, <laughs> you know, I, I've been an advocate all, all off season of getting rid of Vladdy. I think his trade value is high. Yeah, you've been that guy about yeah. trading Vladdy. <laughs> I feel like if this is the time, if we're going to, if you're going to get anything, if you're going to get decent return on Vladdy, this is the time to do it because I mean, you know, he didn't have the greatest year, but the home run derby is very flashy and, you know, he was okay defensively, but the home run derby was very flashy. So, I mean, there's there's still, you know, cachet to, to maybe catch a couple of good players from him. And, I mean, we have players that can play first base, and there's opportunity to maybe look for some other guys that play first base. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Vladdy would need to Bart Rosen. There is some fun. Yeah. 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 So, but on the Boba Shet thing, if you in those hypothetical trades, what are you looking for if you are trading basically the star on this team right now? Because like we we all love Vladdy and everything, but if you look at performance and everything, Boba Shet has been the catalyst of a lot of things for this team, especially playing a you know good shortstop, which will be hard to find if we ended up losing him. Things like that. Are you only getting prospects? Are you getting major league ready? Are you getting a bunch of major league ready guys? Give me your uh, MLB the show pitch on what you're looking for on the Eric. Uh, you go first for somebody like. Bunch oh of. my god, I was I was hoping I was I was hoping so. Oh, do you want to sit? That. I can I can go. I can go. Do I you mean, want I... me to get you give you one that I read this morning that Fire. I was actually this ain't so bad, but I definitely am not doing it still. But it's definitely not in my opinion, out of the ballpark if this ended up landing with the Cubs. So it was Christopher Morrell, Owen Casey, and Kate Horton from the Cubs. And Christopher Morrell's a turning into a star level player for the Cubs. But he's definitely on the team control side. Yeah. But those other guys, upside. Yeah, if it's, it's, if it's me, that's what you've got to be looking at. You have to be looking at massive upside. Like, you have to be looking yeah. at, you know, a, a pitcher, be it a starter or middle, um, that, that will be a game changer for you, like someone who you insert and is automatically just, mm. just smashing guys. And then yeah. you've got to look for probably two young, um, whether they're established or just getting established. Um, guys, it's, it's hard. I mean... That's one of those ones, like when we were talking about some of the big trades from yesteryear, I mean, it, it gets hard because you want return, you want to, but you also don't want to bring three guys back that maybe total out, you know, way more salary than Bo was going to get when you have the pieces around Bo to already make, you know, there's no value in that for the team. So I don't know, man, it's a messy one. There's a few guys I can see, like SB, I can see trading, Vladdy, I can see trading, you know, past that. It gets a little dicey to get to get proper return. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a little gauging on where those other two guys in that ballpark in that Cubs trade fall, in case you're not educated like I had to look into too, because I didn't know this until I read this article. Cade Horton is the number four prospect in the Cubs organization, and he is quote unquote their best pitching prospect. So you're getting that guy. You're getting Morrell, who is a outfielder played a lot more DH last year because there's just no room in that outfield when the Cubs had 
you know, Cody Bellinger still in that outfield last year. Maybe they're thinking trade him and bring somebody back. You know, I don't know. Um, and then the other one is a second baseman and they already have Nico Horn. So that guy's blocked from getting to the majors. So these are two major league ish ready guys and a guy that's currently playing in the major leagues. Yeah. You got to trade stud. for me. You got to trade stud for stud. The as I said, the window of opportunity is open right now. And, and, you know, if you're getting prospects, if you want to get prospects, that's great. But remember, as much as we all focus on prospects, they're crapshoots at the end of the day. And no offense, Craig, the the gentleman who no, I'm not knocking it. Lived and breathed prospects for Jay's Journal, but <laughs> but um, you know what? It's 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 where they are right now, where the franchise is at right now, and that window of opportunity is wide open. And you know, if you want to get prospects, that's a sign that you're regressing. And this Correct. team should not be in a state of accepting regression. They need to be moving forward. And, you know, I brought up DeMar DeRozan. There was a reason for that. They needed, you know, they needed something to push them over the edge. They sacrificed DeMar. The Raptors did. They got quiet and it paid off very, yep. very well. Yep. Um, that's the type of trade you're going to make if you want to su- trade Vladdy or Bo. For sure. <laughs> I just was trying to give you that ranking of where you could shoot at there. But at the end of the day, I think you are 100% correct. And I think trading a shortstop in today's current landscape is a bad idea. I just think right now, one way or the other, I love Aralvis Martinez and I love Addison Barger. I really do. But are they going to come in and be a star for you at shortstop? Or is Santiago Espinal going to be your everyday shortstop? I you could make Davis Schneider the shortstop, but I don't think he has the arm to stick there a long time. So you're really, really toying with things if you're not getting a shortstop in return. Which, if you're trading Boba Shet, why would you even be having that conversation? Well, <laughs> so. I think that in, in a lot of those scenarios where they are, you know, where if they were looking, you know, to trade Bo, most of those mm-hmm. teams will be looking to move him to third. I think rather than playing him at short, I think that that. His value for those teams that are that are out there is that is that they would he's got the arm and the capability to play short, and I think that's what you would see. But isn't that what they were talking about with the Dodgers trade? They would move him to tr- move him from short to third. Yes, I feel like that's what they were talking about. Yeah, the the Cubs rumor as well had them playing uh, had him at yeah, third base thing as well. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> is that something the Blue Jays toy with? I don't think it's broke. Don't fix it right now. <laughs> but well, you can find a third baseman. There's third baseman out there. You can find anything. I think we have two good – those same two gentlemen that I said are shortstops. I think Ralvis Martinez is a great-looking defensive third baseman. Mm-hmm. And if he does anything like he did last year, popping home runs, that's a spark plug at the bottom of the lineup. Uh, I really think that third base is solved internally this year. But the other rumors that we keep hearing, there is nothing about third base in any of those rumors. Other than if you don't sign Matt Chapman, it's just like, hmm, just don't worry about it. Just move on. <laughs> yeah. And I personally think they'd be overbuying on Matt Chapman, a guy that batted after May last year, 208 for the rest of the season. Yeah, the Matt, Chapman, uh, the Matt Chapman rumor was very interesting when they, when, when they said, oh, the Blue Jays have a, have a big interest in re-signing him. I think that was one of the rumors that an agent put out there just to drive up the market. Like, hypothetically, Scott – yeah. Well, Scott Boris is probably like, hmm, I'd really like Matt to go to the Yankee. Well, okay, maybe he's not saying I'd like to, but let's say the Yankees provide an offer. That's a pretty good offer. But Scott's thinking, you know what? I want to get a lot of money for my client. 
So I'm just going to put – and me, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm going to put uh, – oh, I was just trying to be humble Scott Boris, actually. That was my humble Scott Boris. I'm trying to help the Blue Jays <laughs> but, out. Um, I'm going to give you a bajillion dollars for a third baseman that bats 200 and has amazing defense. Just to say that, exactly. I love John McDonald, too, a million years ago, but I didn't need him in my lineup every day. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what? But still, like, Bur- I know Boris he's a lot better player saying, than He's probably saying, you know what? I think the Yankees can give us more. So I'm going to put out this little bit of a rumor that the Blue Jays have a very uh, are very interested in bringing him back. And then Brian yeah. Cashman hears that and says, okay, maybe we got to step up our game as well. So I think, I think that was more of a, a sort of um, manufactured rumor. Yeah, I I would say that that eighty five percent of the rumors right now are manufactured. Like they're it's agents, it's agents fishing, and it's agents trying to 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 just stir you know stir the pot, and and it makes it so that I mean it's tough to keep your it's tough to keep it all straight, but you know it is kind of the fun part of what of the part of the season, right? Like I mean you've got and, and you know it speaks back to our Twitter issue. You can throw anything on the wall, see what sticks. Mm-hmm. It's it's the silly season. To that, it's the silly season. To that point, I, there are certain people I do trust more than others, even in that ballpark. And this, so many of these things we've already talked about today feel very much like a uh, John Heyman move to me <laughs> on Twitter. We're just gonna throw this out here. Good luck. Deal with it. <laughs> he I, he's notorious for doing that. And he drives me nuts for it. But when you start reading things like Ken Rosenthal constantly saying the Blue Jays are linked to Shohei Otani and showing him around and stuff, there's I'm not going to say the door is wide open for that opportunity, but there's a there's a glimmer, right? There is at least a window open instead of it just being flat out to that point. But I agree with you guys on the Boba Shet thing that there's more smoke than fire. To yeah, that situation, along with some of these other things, it's funny you mentioned John Heyman. Right now on Jay's Twitter, everyone is is just shitting on JP Morosi at Fox Sports because uh, literally, it's it's I'm anytime fine with there's that one. the same thing too. <laughs> no, what it's man's got a man's got a job to do, right? So it's just you know, Correct. he puts something out, and everyone says, "Oh, like Morosi will post something." Something that's hearing, and everyone just assumes, oh, looks like he's going to get a, you know, you know, he puts something out on Boba Shed. Oh, looks like JP's got a hit coming up on Toronto Airwaves, got a hit coming out on Chicago Airwaves. You know what, folks? Just take a breath. Wait till something actually happened before you can lose your marbles. Get but all in. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's asking too much, really. You know, way too much. <laughs> so on that note, though. Um, before I let eventually let Ken's little video here play on his thoughts on Shohei Otani for us to chit chat on. If you're sitting in the manager's chair right now, if you have Atkins's job, are you trading any of this core to try and flip the script a little bit here? We talked a minute ago and we subtly hinted at that trade that they were proposing on MLB network today. And this was clearly just one of those stir the pot situations but it is showing some things that two trade two teams actually were willing to possibly part with. Um, we know the story of what's went on in Queens with the Mets over the last year. We know that Pete Alonso is not currently happy in New York. Are they going to trade him this off season? And to your point a minute ago with the Boba Shep thing here, Eric trade good for good, get Pete Alonso to come to Toronto, get Vlad to go to Mets. It solves Really not anything terribly different other than the fact that we're getting the veteran guy they need or the Mets are getting a guy they can possibly build around for years. 
And then the other part of that was Alec Manoa goes to the Mets and we get Jeff McNeil, which would honestly be a very good move in contrary to that piece. It's on paper, not a bad trade, but that is clearly going where I was trying to push this conversation. Are you ready to trade parts of this core to possibly get that flip a la Joe Carter, Roberto Alomar for Tony Fernandez, Fred McGriff, maybe? Uh, I am. <laughs> well, it's a I'm lot. Not, I know. I just threw a brick at you and said, good freaking luck. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not, but that's because I think with my heart as opposed to my head with some of these players. Like, I, I, I'm too emotionally attached to these guys to let them go sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, with Pete Alonso, hey, I would love the polar bear in Toronto. Just, But I don't want to give up Vladdy for that. What I would do, and I'm only saying this because I don't, I think the window of opportunity is kind of closed on the Mets and they need to retool a bit. I would just go to the Mets and I'd say, I'd like to introduce you to Cam Eden. I'd like to introduce you to Ricky Tiedemann. I'd like to introduce you to uh, Or Elvis and, and Addison Barger and, and, and Parmigiani yep. and, and just present a whole plate and just say, take two and we'll take Alonzo in return. <laughs> and we'll take the cash maybe. You know, it's yeah. one of those things. He's not making a little amount of money at this point. I thought there was another interesting one that honestly I, I'm shocked that hasn't been more linked to some of the trade rumors and things like that is the fact that Danny Jansen, when he's healthy, he's proven he's an offensive force along with a good catcher. His contract is actually up after this coming season, boys. So that's a giant Blue Jay free agent if you don't turn around and do some kind of extension here, where the contrary to that is you have Alejandro Kirk locked up till 2026 and through 2026. So... Is that something that you're willing to trade Danny Jansen to throw into those kind of a trades that you're talking about there? And I say, why not? You can always See, find a backup I'm, catcher. I'm the other way. I, I, I <laughs> would keep Jansen over Kirk a million times over um, for many reasons. But I think that, you know, I was, I was reading some of the stuff that Jansen was saying about, you know, sort of finally feeling healthy and finally, you know, feeling like he's he's going to be able to get through a season without, you know, without breaking his everything. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I've always been, or I've been big on Jansen for the last little while. I, I feel like he's, I feel like, like, you know, when the offense is there and when he's healthy, he's just so absolutely electric and he goes, he runs under the radar so much that it's, it's, it's an interesting one, but I get what you're saying. I mean, Kirk is signed for a while and, and, you know, what, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, I would hold Anything? off. Yeah. I would just, uh, I'm a little worried about Kirk. I mean, I'm worried about all the hitters and Kirk was one of our core guys that, that struggled at the plate. Um, yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I'm not too sure I would want to give up Danny Jansen right now. If Kirk's going to be struggling, if we're going to get a repeat performance of that, I, as, as Adam, of course, I, I have that guy right here. <laughs> As, as, <laughs> as former co-host Adam Corsair would say, I need to see more. <laughs> I agree. And to that point, I, I am one of the, I love Danny Jansen. He's one of the coolest guys I've met. And um, Alejandro Kirk, I saw him hit literally lo logs into the uh, wilderness when I was watching him down in West Virginia in Bloomfield. So out of the show we had a few weeks ago when Zach Helton was on the show, yep. retelling some of the stories from when I was down there and when he was part of the affiliated Toronto Blue Jays system. Um, but to that point, I agree. I, right now, you don't know what you're going to get out of those two, but it wouldn't shock me that one of the two of their names come up in some of these off-season rumors and whatnot, and maybe actually a trade just knowing some of these things that are coming. 
I will say right now, let's say they trade Kirk. I would say the next move on that hole immediately is that they're going to find a way to re-sign Danny Jansen long-term. Yes. And honestly, it might not be a bad time to even do that because in all reality, he's proven he can do it, but he can't hasn't proven he can do it consistently because he can't stay healthy. It might be a good idea to extend him for an extra year or two and put him on a incentive-laden or a pro- or put up or shut up extra year or something right now and just call it a day, right? I build up some catching depth in the minors just in case he gets hurt. Um, Correct. Because, I mean, no disrespect to Tyler Heineman, assuming he's a backup catcher, but, you know, we, we, we can build from there. I don't know if the Blue Jays even have a prospect on the top 30 right now that is a catcher. I, I'm going to have to do some really dig, serious digging. <laughs> I can't come to mind with a name right now. No, me either. I can't um, think of anybody. We have a lot of middle infielders and third basemen in the <laughs> lower ends in pitching, but only so many that actually are you know sticking out in that equation. A lot of once you get past the top 15, everybody starts looking about the same. Mm-hmm. But to that point, Davis Schneider was barely on those lists too. So you never know what you're going to get when spring training opens. Yeah. Total crapshoot. Correct. And speaking of that guy that deserves a better shot this year too. He can be our everyday second baseman. I sure hope he can stay, you know, even close to where he was. Keep it interesting. To your point, get your stash out. (laughs) I'll keep it. Yeah. Yeah, Just have, just have a productive at bats. Really? Like I don't need him to, I, I don't need babe Schneider. I just need, a guy who just keeps the line moving. Keep the yes. line moving, Schneider. We yep, need yep, yep. to keep the line moving, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like another – and then maybe another one on top of that. Just yeah, have maybe. a whole nine. <laughs> well, we can have one uh, home run hitter, right? Yeah. And to that point, though, like as we were talking about here, the other rumors were very in the ballpark of Shohei Otani at this point. And like I said, the fact that – so many of the teams that are currently also seeking him, the one that keeps coming up a lot is also the Atlanta Braves, which doesn't super make a ton of sense to me outside of the, I'd say the normals with the Dodgers and the Mariners are the other two big ones that keep coming up. Um, if the Braves do pull the trigger on that trade, that sounds like it actually is happening with Dylan Cease with White Sox. Are they going to want another arm in that rotation? That's a scary rotation already as it sits. What are you going to do with – they got a lot of young guys too. If Otani's blocking some of these younger guys from coming up to the majors too, I'm not saying that that's a, that's a good problem to have, obviously, but that's a scary lineup if he ends up in Atlanta along with in that rotation. That's very looking like what the Blue Jays have right now for one through four. But, I mean, are we still, are we still thinking of Otani as a pitcher? Because he's not pitching next year. Next year he can't be. No, Tommy John. Right. I would assume that he still wants to be a pitcher. And that's what all the media is still saying at this point, that once he gets healthy, he's not going to just be a DH anymore. I mean, that's great, but I I, do you want to really risk it? I would. I'm assuming that that was written into his contract as the angels like he would he is a two-way yeah. player and if he wants to play both ways they can't stop him kind of thing right mm-hmm. so i don't know i really I, don't because yeah, i would also think at some point in his career he's going to get too degraded to the point where he's going to have to do one or the other mm-hmm. yes for sure and i mean 
you know, it's not to say that that you also can't teach him to play the outfield. I'm sure he's a pretty good outfielder. I'm sure he actually you know, is throw, a pretty good outfielder. Throw, throwing 100 miles an hour from the outfield, I think that's good, coach. You know, like <laughs> like if I've got to throw strikes from center field, I think that's okay. But Blue Jays know, used to have a very good right fielder that had that. Oh, actually, a couple actually. I can name two off the top of my head. Jose Bautista had a gun from right field, and so did Jesse Barfield. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I think that that. The the chat. I mean, Otani is definitely the most exciting free agent that the that the league has produced in in quite some time. You know, like I feel like we all knew it was going to get here. Um, I appreciate the fact that he's sort of saying, you know, if you if you talk about me talking to you, I'm not going to consider you anymore. Like I'm that cool. You know. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's it's kind of fun because, like you said, it is it ends up being fantasy baseball. Like. Where does he go and how does that impact the way that that team is changed? Because they will be, they will be dramatically changed for the rest of the time that they are a, a major league team uh, or at least the next 10 years. Um, and so before we go diving into that crawl again, do you want me to play the video from Kenny? I yeah, have no idea where he was. Let's see what I, this. I wanted yeah. to make sure I kind of had the same cold reaction as everybody else on this whole thing to see what our uh, third guy, fourth guy tonight would have been as he's <laughs> from the beyond of kids, hockey, basketball, whatever practice he's at tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to play it right now. Hey there, Blue Jays fans. Ken Alfred here. Uh, just wanted to say hello to you guys. I know I'm kind of coming in and out of some of these episodes. Uh, it's just been really crazy here in the Alfred household. We're getting ready for the holidays, which is one of our favorite holidays of the year. So um, I first want to say thank you to all of the listeners and all the loyal fans of the Jaybird Watching Podcast. You guys are what makes the show as great as it is. You know, we can always count on you guys to really support the community and really show your passion for the Toronto Blue Jays like we all do. So for the hundreds and hundreds of downloads that we've been getting every single episode, I've had literally, you know, I've had dozens upon dozens of people Okay, to ask my opinion on the Otani trade for the Toronto Blue Jays. Should we get him? Should we not get him? But my basic uh, idea is that we should try to get him. Like the best two-way player right now in the majors and maybe even in history for all we know. I think the Toronto Blue Jays should really sacrifice some players that we have to get one of the greatest of all time at this point. So if that means we have to give up guys like Espinal, Biggio, I think we might have to make that sacrifice. Give up guys like Kirk. Maybe even Bichette. I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but that's something we have to consider. And if we even uh, have to think about it, we have to even maybe potentially offer some prospects as well. Like I know the top prospect that I'm familiar with right now is uh, by a gentleman named of Ed Sprague. What? He's not a Blue Jay anymore. How long? When was he the Jay? When was he? With, when is he with Toronto Blue Jays? Ninety-eight. He's been he's been gone since ninety-eight. Okay, so um, apologies. I thought that was the prospect that I knew about, but if we have to give some prospects, I think we might have to be, we might have to make that sacrifice. So, anyways, guys, I hope I'll see you guys on the next episode. But uh, for those uh, there, Ed Sprague is not a uh, prospect for the current Toronto Blue Jays. So, all right, guys, I'll see you next week. Go Jays, go, Kelly Gruber. That's who I thought it was. Ed Sprague has been living in that man's head rent-free for almost 30 years because Ed Sprague replaced <laughs> Kelly Gruber. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. Kelly yeah. Kelly yeah. Ken's a huge Kelly Gruber fan. You know what, so Eric, for a second, Eric, for a second there, I thought you were going to say that Ed Sprague was living in your basement. Uh, no. <laughs> no. He's no, right no. over Ed. there. Come on, Ed. <laughs> Ed Sprague, everybody. <laughs> Hey, hit one of the biggest home well, runs in hit team history. Yeah. By the way, we're talking about Valley. great right fielders with cannons of an arm. I'm surprised you didn't say Moses Sierra, but that's a whole other. Uh, there it is. We can get into that another time. But um, there's your this, obscure Blue Jay for the night. That wins. <laughs> yeah. Put it on the board. Um, look, I you would. You were reading love, into where I was going with a game later. <laughs> Go ahead. I would love to have Otani in the Blue Jays colors. I really, I'd love that. I'd want. He's a free agent. Go for it. Yes. Come on. We're, I think we're, where Ken was going actually was one of those things is maybe you don't, maybe at some point you can't pay Bo Bichette because you bring Shohei Otani in here. But at this point, if you were able to lock in somebody with Otani's talents, this is, I think Jason and I nailed this last week. You're bringing in a guy that's not just a premier baseball player. You're bringing in a guy that is now the premier, one of the premier athletes in Canada that has a chance to just dominate the media if you wanted to right it's a yeah. whole different move and a whole different play as far as that kind of a market goes so it could be oh, very enticing for somebody oh. who wants that kind of like stand to play on i'd yeah, love that sure. and hey the blue jays are owned by a giant media conglomerate they've got money you wouldn't Nothing think they would throw a giant brick of money at him and then just advertise the living hell out of him to the point yeah, where yeah, they're mean, now japan the all these places yeah, the, the 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 marketing is endless. I mean, you get this guy with Gretzky, you get this guy with McDavid, you get this guy with William Nylander, and I mean, you've got a whole different ballgame. I mean, you know, yeah. you can you can start you know doing a lot of advertising outside of the the GTA, and it it would work. You would you would have a massive amount of appeal from all these different places, and um, you know. It is what we talked about. Right? Eyes on all of our Blue Jays for a very yeah. long time. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know what? It's funny you bring up marketing because um, while my heart wants Shohei Otani, my head is saying he'd probably go with to the Dodgers. Because think about it. Right now, he's in the biggest, one of the biggest markets of television, movies. We're, we're talking about North, anything, right? The only yeah. problem is that Pop he's playing for America is Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> one of the biggest television markets, um, one of the most popular places in the world. The only problem is, is that right now he's playing for the not so sexy L.A. team. He's yes. not playing for the sexy Dodgers. If he's with the Dodgers, my God, the marketing opportunities, because there's something the Dodgers have uh, no disrespect to the Angels, but the Dodgers have more cachet. And if yes. he's in Dodger blue, you know, there's going to be all kinds of endorsement deals. There's going to be all kinds of attention. And and it's easier to market him in a Dodgers uniform than it is in, in an Angels uniform. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not even close. Like, I mean, the Dodgers, you know, they've already even gone down the road of having, you know, some very successful Japanese players and marketing that crazy well. Like, if you've ever been to a Dodgers game, there is there's actually areas of the Dodgers stores that have jerseys that have the the – the last names written in Japanese characters. Like, I mean, they're ready. They're, they're the most ready for this team. And if, if the only other place would be, if there's a major league baseball team in Vancouver, that would be the only place where it would be more apropos for him to go. But yeah. 
It's it's gonna be super interesting. Seattle's gonna have the the ducats at the end of the day, man. I really don't. I don't think they have the budget to bring in somebody like them and then still build a team around them. I really don't see him going to Seattle as much as he is a grew up an Ichiro fan. I just I'll be shocked. I honestly think at the end of the day, the Blue Jays have a better chance of signing him than the Mariners do. Well, here's a question: saying a lot. (laughs) How many Japanese players are on the Mariners and the Dodgers and the Blue Jays? Because apparently. One of the things that he's looking for is to see if there's any fellow countrymen on the t- on on the team that he signs with. And I thought that was the Yamamoto thing. I didn't know that was a Otani thing. Oh, re- uh, okay. You might probably be right wondering. It's probably yeah. both. It might, yeah. But to that point, I'm sure he would love to play with fellow countrymen. You know, you saw the time he had playing in the World Baseball Classic with yeah. all of them, and then striking out his teammate was just epic. <laughs> by the way, Jays have two, right? Jays have two. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, and it really depends at the end of the day, too, if we bring Ryu back. Yeah. So, you know, you got um, potentially him back, and then you have Kikuchi. And who's the, they, they obviously have the few Spanish – or not Spanish – Japanese g- gentlemen in the, you know, dugout and whatnot all the time. But what, why am I blanking on the other person? We, I know we have somebody who, in our – Kikuchi? Japanese, too. Oh, who? the minors? Yeah. I don't know. I – it was somebody else that went to the World Baseball Classic, but I don't know if he stuck with the team or not. I don't think he did. I, I wanted to say he was in the minors still, but I don't know. I had to look, I guess. But to your point, never know, right? No. So I don't think anybody else on any of those other teams has more than one or two Japanese players on it. There's only so many Japanese players. They could bring the Kawasaki right? back. Oh, come on. I'm surprised he's not just like the team. Monkeys don't cramp, man. You know, imagine him. Yeah, monkeys don't cramp. (laughs) You imagine him in an AC uniform. He wouldn't even, you know, just need to, don't even need the head, just run around and be like, (laughs) yeah. It's awesome. It'd be hilarious. Craig, you might have been thinking about Gosuke Kato. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't, I thought he stuck with the Miners for a while last year, but he didn't. Yeah. And he played overseas. I think he got released. Yeah, he played over. Or he uh, yeah, I think to... the Mets picked him up in 2022, and I think he played overseas this year. I was actually disappointed because I thought he was going to be the next John McDonald for this uh, for this team in terms of how at least he kind of... Yeah. <laughs> so no, I I really liked Katoa. I thought he had the stuff to stick in the majors, and if he went back to Japan, play another couple of years, and come back, I think he could do it. I really do. I liked his swing. I thought he could find way to be that slap hitter that most teams just need. You need somebody to get on base. He spelled that guy, right? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, no, the Jays have a good history of, of, of uh, Japanese players with Kawasaki and Tomo. Tomooka was on the team, I remember. Uh, Nori Akoi. Um, but yeah, I think I think right now it's just... And Sean Yamaguchi, that was another one. Um, yeah. Yeah. And maybe not, but uh, so there, there is a history. There is a history, uh, which it was Otani a very 50 50 with Yamaguchi. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, and then again, the Dodgers had had Donomo, who was uh, the hottest ticket in 1995. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but still, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. This is this is that's the major domino this year. <laughs> Do I want to make this joke? Because um, the last time I heard the name Hideo, Hideo Noma, does anybody want to take a wild guess when I made a 90s movie reference earlier? Is it, uh, what's the one with, <laughs> when was the last time that you two gentlemen watched Liar Liar? Oh, is he in that? Oh, God. 
the whole ploy of he, he i gotta go hang out with my kid today oh he's yeah. a day on Omo. i'm a, a mose canseco, yeah, mose I'm canseco. Mose. like dragging him on <laughs> yeah it's uh, probably the last time i've heard a day Nomo reference in a while and the that. last time he has <laughs> yeah. to that point he was it was fernando mania all over again yeah there's no other way of saying it and, and Otani would be the same there as he would be for Canada. He would be Correct. LA. He would be like, I mean, there's no LA King star that is that. There is no, there isn't even a, I mean, Kershaw sort of was for a while, but he is too, he's too granola. Blah, you know, like he's a nice guy and he does awesome stuff. Whatever. Has a great well, what, athlete, what athlete is taking Canada by storm on that kind of a level since like a Wayne Gretzky kind right of right now? Player? Nobody. I mean, I know there's Connor plenty McDavid. Connor McDavid is an like, absolute zero. Um, you know, Austin Matthews is American, so you can't even you know you can't use him. Nylander, I mean, you maybe you know, I mean, playing like, for a Canadian team, I would assume that you know those gentlemen that you just laid out though, those are the kind of guys like you said they're not Canadians. This is the situation. Otani wouldn't be a Canadian either, but right. you are bringing a guy into Canada sports that has a chance to dominate the landscape. I can't think of anybody. Uh, yeah. Scotty Barnes is a name that comes me? up in my yeah, head. Scotty Barnes. I'd give you yeah. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah, Scotty Barnes. The, my mean, biggest problem is the fact that Connor McDavid is just too much like freaking Sidney Crosby to me. And he whines. <laughs> oh no, it's not even that man. He is just a bucket of paste. He is the biggest zero. And people wonder why the Oilers are as bad as they are this year. They have no heart. Zero <laughs> heart. Yeah. And you need heart. Which to gets win. you a lot of places. Holy hustle man. and heart. Yeah. Hustle yes. and heart. And, hustle and, hard. You know, hustle. and your, two, your two best players are dead fish. Drysaddle and McDavid, terrible. Anyways, I digress. I'm glad that, I, and, and I'm not a Leafs fan, you know, not even close. But I'm glad that at least they've given Mitch Marner more of a run and allowed him to become the actual captain of that team, so John Tavares can do something else and still wear the C. But it has yeah. helped them massively, massively. Yeah, I won't go too much into hockey. Says the guy that's wearing Buffalo Sabres Zuas right now. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, going back to go, but going back to Otani in LA, we're talking about him being the the guy. There's LeBron James, though. All oh, right, could Otani? Could Otani? That saturated with stars, right? Well, even if look at the Rams, you got Cooper Cup and all those guys that just won a Super Bowl not even a year, barely over a year yeah, ago. You know, I don't know. So I mean, there's, but are they in Space Jam? Did a they lot. remake Space Jam? No, no. <laughs> But Otani yeah, could make his own Space Jam, a Japanese right. Space Jam. Baseball, baseball huh? jam, man. <laughs> yeah, baseball but, jam. But you know what? You bring up a good point. One of the reasons why I feel baseball struggles to have a presence is because they don't promote their their best players as superstars. The no. NBA is so popular around the world because the athletes, the top athletes, the, the, the Currys, the LeBron James, they're made to be larger than life. And it just boggles my mind how Major League Baseball, you have three studs in Aaron Judge and, and Otani and Mike Trout. And I don't understand how they're not being they, – yeah, they should be larger than life. They should be but doing Coke ads them. and Gatorade and, and, you never and see them anywhere. Nike. Yeah. Nowhere. Like, Especially Judge. Those the pit, like, As much well, as I hate the Yankees, the, the, pinstripes, yeah. the pinstripes mean something. The pinstripes have cachet. And how he's not, you know, 
doing ads for Nike and, and, and all kinds of endorsements and hosting Saturday Night Live and doing all these yeah. things, going out in the mainstream, you know, appearing on he's, Raw he's, or SmackDown. His right? it's, New it's, Balance, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Right, I'm just saying, right here, thinking of like, yeah, Shohei Tani does New Balance. Yeah, but here in the States, he is all over New Balance. That was Kawhi as well. But that's it. Remember Kawhi when Kawhi hit that shot and after they won? That propelled New Balance to a different level. When he was doing all those ads with the, oh, I can't remember what it was. It was the silent guy or something like that. It was some sort of thing about the fact, yeah, some sort of thing about the fact he doesn't talk. So, I mean, Eric, you are so dead on right. And why do you guys remember like back in the day when they had like the corny Nike hockey commercials and like the even cornier like baseball ones, like the ones where Glavin and, and are trying to work out like the guys oh, yeah. that are hitting home runs. And, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's <laughs> where has that gone? Like, yeah, why my is per- it only the NBA? My personal favorite was David Cohn in the, in the club trying yeah. to do his own dance. Yeah, yeah. My favorite baseball commercial proxy thing of all time is there's this one that was for like right guard deodorant, and it had Jim Brewer as like the announcer, the comedian Jim Brewer is shouting and he goes, "This right here, over here is odor." It's just a bunch of guys lined up in a gym, and he goes, "And this guy right here is representing the right the 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 guard strip or whatever the hell it was called." It was Randy. Johnson, yes, and he's sir. just throwing the dodgeballs a bajillion miles an hour at these guys and just killing them. You don't see anything like that no, anymore. And I don't think is everything gotten that serious that you can't have fun with a dodgeball commercial anymore, or to I your point, a, just a weird, awkward dancing thing in yeah. a club, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't we, even get we, cross Christopher Walken dancing in a music video anymore. No. For Christ's sake, you know, it's just... <laughs> you know, they talk about let the kids play, but they're not letting the kids play. No, you need you need to have. Some How is flair. Ronald Acuna not the biggest thing in advertising right now? The guy did something that no major league baseball player has ever done this past season, with as many home runs and stolen bases that he had. It's never happened. I, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it escapes me. The whole <laughs> thing escapes me. Like even even the fact that like when you look at the commercials that they do get Vladdy and Springer and like some of them are campy enough that you're like, oh, that's kind of fun. But after a bit, you're like, okay, this is getting a little stupid even. It like where it's to the, yeah, and where it's just like, oh, you know, I'm I'm really sure that George Springer is sitting in the crowd eating 17 pieces of chicken, you know, at any time in his life. Um, Meanwhile, Shohei Otani is going to sell a shit ton of Dodger dogs or Schneider's hot oh, dogs this year if he goes. Or imagine to when saying. they <laughs> imagine when they when they introduce the big Japanese, you know, um, food part at, at any of the stadiums, and it's all Otani bombs and you know all kinds of. I, look, I could be in marketing right now for the Dodgers. Get them on the payroll. Yeah, we're on this right now. Yeah, here's the yeah. think tank Dodgers and Blue Jays fans. If you need stupid ideas for your commercials, yeah, we will make yeah. sure it's fun and we'll, we'll, you know, like you said, the kids will play again. <laughs> so, Eric, is there anything you wanted to bring up from your avenue here before I'm going to let you give your five minutes, your uh, shameless self promoting bit here in a minute before I, but I got a little stupid game I want to actually play here before, but I want you to have a last minute here to throw anything you want in on yeah. any of the previous talks. I guess, I guess, I guess, just a couple of things. Um, first of all, shout out to John Gibbons, the new uh, bench coach for the Mets. Um, I hope, I hope he continues his podcast because they've been really good episodes. He had a great chat with um, 
uh, Country Joe West, and he had another. He had a really phenomenal chat, him and John Arizzi, who's the co-host. He, they had a really amazing chat with Steve Phillips, who talked about yeah. being the GM of the Mets during 9-11, which was an incredible chat. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. And um, good for him. Good My for giving. My favorite good one. Back. He, yeah. My favorite one that he did recently, actually, is he had Getty Lee of Rush mm, on yep. recently. And really? Getty Lee, in all the wonderfulness that is him, was just as pissed about Jose Barrios being taken out as we yeah. Were. Was oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, Go yeah, get, get, Getty didn't pull any punches, nor should he, nor should we, really. It was a, exactly. it was, it was a brutal tactical error. Brutal. Yes. And uh, I just also want to just give a shout out to uh, baseball fans in Oakland. Um, that sucks, man. That's, I mean, it sucks. There's no other way to put it. I mean, these yeah. poor sports fans in Oakland, they've lost the Raiders and the Warriors moved to San Francisco. And now the A's are are about to play pretty much their final season in Oakland. And it's it's ironic because this this athletics team has moved like three times before. Um, they have a history of this. But I, I, I got to say, I'm really sad about it because there was a time when I was a kid and, and you know, you guys are around the same age I am. Um, Oakland was the king. Oakland, the Athletics were the kings of the a- 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 the AL yeah. West, and um, it's only in the last maybe twenty five years that they kind of became this sort of this this you know small market you know you know they raise players and then they got to get rid of this, this whole thing yeah but like you know there was a time when Oakland was scared the crap out of you and and their histories and the Jays history always cross paths so it's I mean it's 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 exciting that Major League Baseball is getting into Las Vegas but um, you know, it it's shitty. It's a shitty deal for Oakland fans. It's a bad yeah. rub one way or the other, right? <laughs> I feel like you know, like we Eric and or we, we talked about this a little bit last week. Like, I mean, with anything, you have to go. Like what they're seeing right now in Winnipeg with hockey is, I mean, they were dying for the Jets to come back. They it was you know yeah. it was the greatest thing to ever happen to them, and yet. You know, after after a couple of years, you know the the shine wears off, and, and no yeah. longer is it the the cool thing to go to a Jets game. So then, what you run into is you run into a stadium with a couple of thousand people in it, and you you know you can no longer have an NHL hockey team there. So they've they've eaten their young on that, and you you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, you know, it, it was bad in in Oakland. And I've been there. I was just there like a year and it's a half. It's a ballpark. That stadium is awful. And, yep. you know, like I didn't, there's parts of it I didn't feel comfortable having the boys. And you're like, this is a professional baseball stadium? Like, like I'm actually a little, I'm a little taken it back. And, you know, the as we're leaving, the parking lot attendant is like, don't turn right. And we're like, okay, um, you know, I got that. I remember that same attendant. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, okay, I get you, buddy. But, but. At least, you know, at least, at least, you know, that, and I agree with you, it's, it sucks that they keep losing, but, but, you know, very, stick with your team, stick with the guys and, and, you know, don't just cheer when it gets down to the last, the very last second. Um, But, you know, great uniforms. Some of the best. Love that green. Yeah. Something cool about that green and mixed with yeah. the yellow like that. I'm and hoping your that point, they don't those, lose those that. few years you were talking about, Eric. They had some of the so many should be, could be, and actual Hall of Famers on yeah, those teams. Like the studs, absolute studs. Oh, Canseco, yeah, McGuire, Eckersley. Holy Jesus! I, not to mention all the starters that were on that team and everything else like that. They there was a reason they were perennial playoff winners. 
And the reason they were always in our way there until the Roberto Alomar home run that finally flipped the script. So, yeah, good deal. So, go ahead. You had a last thought. uh, One other thing is just I forgot to mention that uh, Gibby is now going to be reunited with J.P. Aaron Sebia. Who's uh, I think he's still if I if I'm unless I'm mistaken, Aaron Sebi is still with the Syracuse Mets right now. So a uh, couple yep. of couple of former Blue Jays there uh, in the Mets system. So you'll and love to see. Depending it. on what else is going on, maybe that's one of those things that becomes a reunion at the major league level. You know how these mm-hmm. things are once things happen, especially when a new coach manager everybody moves along and certain things start moving around pieces get added and everything is how we got Don Manley in our dugout last year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So is what it is so it'll be good yeah. to see him get me back in a you know as a bench coach in the major leagues is i believe what he got hired to be correct mm-hmm. yep so good deal so i want to play a stupid history free agent question right now if you could pick a toronto blue jay from days of yesterday who would you like to bring in to possibly fix any of so-called problems with the current Toronto Blue Jays? Maybe you don't shoot, give me that guy. That's the obvious choice. And maybe shoot for a mid-tier guy. That would be very, very helpful to this current Blue Jays roster from Blue Jays history. Hmm. Okay. First, go first? Th- first name that popped in my head was Dave Winfield. I thought you were going to go at Sprague. <laughs> the ghost of Ken speaks. Winfield would be a hell of a swing in this. He would lineup. be. Uh, Molitor as well. Yeah, I love Paul yep. Molitor. Um, just thinking, uh, uh, like any any anyone that's played in the for the Jays, right? Yeah, anybody you want. I, I just figured it'd be fun to toss some names around with our current roster and see who could really fill out some of these things with, like you know, it's kind of like you're doing your fantasy baseball history kind of thing right now. Right. Um, Cliff Johnson, he was a slugger before my time, but he was a he was he was a pretty good slugger. Um, Rance Mullinix. Yeah, could be a fun one, to especially paired up. I so the stupid podcast name we always you know, did. I told the guys at the walk off when I went to their little thing. I'm like, one of the stupid handshakes we've always had amongst the podcasters is pick two Blue Jays people and name the podcast they do together. After they do, yeah. I said Davis <laughs> Schneider, Rance Molinix, and call it nothing but up the middle and had the stash <laughs> kind of going like. <laughs> so, Jason, one. you got any? Um, well, I was going to say Ryan Goins, but I don't know want. that. Um, you know, um, I, you know, there's, there's a few guys, Tony Fernandez, love to see Tony Fernandez yeah. come back, but I mean, he doesn't, How about fix, Delgado? he doesn't fix anything for us. Delgado would be a fun one matched up with Vlad yeah. right now. Even yeah. The coaching they could aspect. rotate, they could rotate first base and, and DH. But yeah, they could, yeah. which is kind of and why I would love playing Alonzo. <laughs> yeah. yeah <there> it is. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's so many. I mean, you, when you start to dig down into to what the Jays have had, there's, there's so many just, you know, just amazing characters and great guys and, and ones that, that had you, you know, had you been able to bring them back in their prime, Roger Clements, you know, <laughs> oh, I, love, um, I loved what Clements pitched for the Jays. Yeah. There's, there's lots of guys that I would just, I would love to just watch one more time, like just be able to say, all right, you know, you got, here's your superpower. You, this is you back as, as a kid again, or, uh, you know, whenever you were at your peak and, and let's just have that, or there's so many, but I mean, you could do that tale with any team, right? Like, I mean, some of yeah. them would be the one that came to mind to me the most when I was thinking about asking this to you guys was Devon white would really yeah. round out. And he's there. He's in Buffalo. And that's the funnier yeah. part. <laughs> he's there. 
I, you know I what? love the any, fact that anyone, Devon White's still six degrees from this team. Any part of Whamco. Any part of Whamco. Yeah. And if we could even put Henderson there, how Whamco. Oh, and, Ricky and, Henderson. Uh, Whammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? No, I, Why not? I you still think even... the Blue Jays are that outfielder away right now. And that's the reason that that one, that a couple of those other names that you mentioned, even just bringing somebody back like Sean Green would move the outfield in the right mm-hmm. direction. And I loved watching Sean Green. And we unfortunately didn't get to get the best of him as Blue Jays fans. He started peaking. He was going there and then gone. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Interbrew. So. Not putting money in the team. Okay. And Gordash. <laughs> Uh, there it is. The, 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 those or just putting it all in that. Roger Clemens's pockets is basically what happened, correct? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved when he was here. I mean, listen. Okay, yes, Roger is, is yeah. may not be a, a person of good character, but uh, in 1997, I'm 13 years old, and one of the premier all-stars has chosen my favorite team to play for. That's a big deal. That was very That was exciting. a big deal, yeah. Well, and then the, if just think of that rotation. If you could have, if you could have put the primes of all those guys back together, you had that rotation had Roger Clemens, mm-hmm. a prime Pat Hankin, Chris Carpenter for a little while, Calvin Escobar, and, and Dave Steve was making there. a comeback back then. Yeah, Dave there is that was uh, was uh, was making a comeback. So imagine if he was at his best. Holy Jesus! Then you had some really yes. good relievers in those years too that went to waste. I I, I named Billy Koch. Went to yeah. Oakland and was on that team. Billy Koch was always one of my favorites. I loved that guy. He just an unbelievable character guy. And and you know it was it was interesting when um, there was you know he was in Moneyball. You know and there you're like oh there's Billy right there. You know like it was uh, <laughs> Rose's glove. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. There was a lot of random Blue Jays in that, including our current owner or not owner, our current president. <laughs> as the villain of the Cleveland Indians, if anybody remembers, just yeah. put that one out there. <laughs> yeah. And the so. sad thing about Billy Koch is that he was, he was just, he was a fireballer, but then the league caught up with him and he could never, uh, never, yeah. he never he got never to count past it. Yeah. Yep. Never had the extra gas. He lost a little the move in the yeah. midst of that too. It, it straightened up on him after a few years. So anybody can hit straight heat. You can't hit straight crazy apparently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was Roy Holiday's problem. There's another name that would be amazing yep. to have on any team at that matter. That was Roy Halladay's first parts of his career. Threw the ball too damn straight. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then so, thought about it too much. Yeah. There is that. Yep. And we all know the work ethic that was with that gentleman too. But at the end of the day, it paid off for him in spades. Unfortunately, God rest his soul that, <laughs> you know. But at the end of the day, there is a lot of guys that are could be in Blue Jay history. And if anybody's listening and want to comment on this, make sure you join this little game here with us in the Twitter feed afterwards. We'd love to see some of these names and bring up some, some names of yesteryear in this, yeah. uh, uh and in this guise of who could help this team currently right now, get us to a yeah. hundred wins. If you're going to do it, <laughs> we want to hear why too, you know, like, like, don't just, don't just tell us who tell us why, you know, like yeah. these can be great conversation pieces, not only for, for, you know, for, for, for you, but for us and, and just, you know, it, it creates a real neat, you know, it's what our off season is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. And, 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 and hey, so. if people want to, people want to throw out names like Willie Kenyatte and Darnell Coles, I'm all for it. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Ride the trenches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so 
anyway, Eric, I want to wrap the show up because we're a little over the hour already. This is your shameless self-promoting bit. Tell the Blue Jays fans where they could find you in case they somehow reason don't know already how to. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's at the heck t h e h e k. My blog is called uh, Definitely Not Jays Talk. Djt.wordpress.com. Uh, my most recent article was about these dreams and visions I was having of Joey Votto wearing a Blue Jays uniform, and they were recurring and they wouldn't stop. So I had to write about it. And uh, hopefully this Friday, I'm going to come out with uh, an article about the uh, Hall of Fame ballot. Um, around this time of year, guys, I, I really like to do some role playing. And I like to pretend to be a BBWAA writer. And um, the only thing is, when I, when I vote, um, vote in quotes, uh, I, I basically go on thoughts, feelings, emotions, bias, and a little bit of baseball reference. And I kind of set my own rules. If I know that you're only put allowed to do ten, but hell, if I I think twenty of those guys need to go in, they're going to go in. God damn it! So yeah, and, bleed uh, all over with a red pen and there, say you're going to get in a, there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, there's a certain uh, first time uh, a, a player who's appearing on the ballot for the very first time used to play right field, and um, oh god damn it! Like my heart wants him in that Cooper in Cooperstown. I know, you know my head I says there's an argument might there. not happen. I really but, do. He'll definitely get it to St. Mary's at the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, but uh, I'm going to cross every finger and toe I have for Cooperstown. Yeah, I'm just going to point one name out to you here and why Jose Bautista should make the Baseball Hall of Fame. Harold Baines. <laughs> well, that, that's my, that might Baines. be what it takes. Listen, yeah, there, there's, might be. this Sunday, uh, it's the other committees. It's the player committees. It's it's the veteran committees. Yep. This Sunday, Cito Gaston might be elected, and I'm I'm yep. crossing my fingers and toes um, for that as well. I unfortunately think that he's going to suffer from the fact that there's a lot of names on that ballot that are Hall of Famers. I don't know how many. Yeah, it's a to that point. I'm hoping that he does because he deserves it all day. And yeah. you talk about a guy with extended good, you know, same thing with Jose Bautista. The the window of dominance was amazing and i think that's what you really need to take that metric on so that the fact that i believe that cito is actually the first african-american coach to win a world series yep our manager to win a world series yeah yeah i visited uh i visited cooperstown in 2012 and in the museum they have a section dedicated to uh african-american contributions to baseball and there is a picture and a description i i hope it's still there where they acknowledge that Cito was the first manager, the first black manager to win the World Series. So even if he's not elected, he's still in Cooperstown. There is a space dedicated to him. Yeah. yeah. And then you talk about baseball lifer. The guy was roommates with like Hank Aaron, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't witness on that. He could tell so, stories. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, boys. Very, very cool stuff. Um, anybody, anything I'll add real quick before I wrap it up? Nothing for me. Nothing. Just All right. thank you. So, Guys, thank you for bumping up the time for me and my schedule and uh, had a blast. We were glad to have you as always, Eric. So one way or the yeah, other, we'll always. keep figuring this out. So on that note, Blue Jays fans, make sure you turn in, tune in every Monday evening, normally at 7 o'clock, unless we have some little caveat because of our our guest here, our Eric. <laughs> so make sure you join us live. Thank you, everybody that did chime in on the fact that the Blue Jays need to keep um boba shet one way or the other in the comments today thank you mikey bananas for literally repeatedly just saying that a thousand yeah. times thanks mikey <laughs> in the chat so maybe savannah bananas fame i have no idea but to that point banana fan anyways toronto blue jays 
We're here to talk all off season. We are not going anywhere. We'll be here every Monday evening. And if you miss us on the live shows on Monday evenings, make sure you catch us on YouTube or wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures for. We are there here. The official Toronto Blue Jays podcast at jaysjournal.com, part of Fan Sided. And guys, it's that time of the evening. Even though it's you know post almost WrestleMania time going here at this point, we're going to do two claps and a Ric Flair. One, two. Woo! Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. Ed Sprague. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go.